0: I'd like to welcome our softball fans and all of you who have been following Talking Softball with Coach B. I want to welcome you back to this episode. We've had a lot of great topics that we've talked about throughout the fall and and to the end of the fall. and Now we're in 2022 and the high school season has started. Select season is is kind of at a break. Younger teams will start picking up and practicing and playing again come March. But what I'd really like to talk about today is something that I've had a lot of conversation about over the years, talking about high school softball, how it compares to select softball, how we work together between the two groups, between high school and select, and and just what the expectations and what we want our players to really concentrate on during their high school seasons. Like I said, we've had a lot of conversations when I was a college coach, people always asked me, "Hey, coach, do you care about their high school? do you Do you follow them through their high school season?" You know, And I said, it all depends. You know, obviously it's going to depend on quality of programs and, and quality of competition, But I do believe that there's an important relationship between high school and select softball. And for some, That relationship has been strained, and it's one of those situations where I hear my coaches say, oh, the high school coach won't let their players practice during their season, okay? You know, I understand that. High school practice starts up the second Friday of January. They're jumping right into practice Friday, Saturday. You know, by the end of January, they're going to be scrimmaging and, and into February scrimmaging Mid to the end of February, they start their tournament season trying to get a lot of games in and, you know, then they get into their district seasons from there. So, you know, I I think we have to understand that that relationship has to be something that's a positive, not a negative. And, and, And the message we send as coaches to the players has to be positive because we want our players to have a positive experience as high school players. You know, I think there's, there's something really important about wearing a uniform with the name of your school on your chest, because you're representing your school, you're representing your community. There's a lot of pride that goes into that. There's a lot of, hopefully, uh, history of success. And it's important that we don't downplay that or degrade that as select softball coaches. You know, in in our organization, I tell our coaches, we want to work with the high school coach and work with the high school program. You know, I want our coaches to respect the high school coach's schedule. On the flip side of that, I would like for the high school coaches to respect what we do. Now, obviously I can't control that. You know, the only thing I can control are my thoughts on the topic, but it would be a great situation and I think it would be great for our players if high school coaches and select coaches did a better job of communicating and working together. I'm very fortunate. I've got some great high school coaches that I get our players from that are in our organization and specifically on my national team. And I communicate with some of those coaches a lot and work well with a lot of those coaches. And. You know, I want to have that relationship because in reality, if we're working through player development and want to see what's best for our players, we need to communicate. You know, I need to communicate with my third baseman's high school coach and we need to sit down and talk and I say, okay, these are the things that I see about her and and this is where I see her game. These are the things we're working on, and these are the things that I'm going to pay attention to and watch during your high school season, and hopefully she's going to get an opportunity to work on those things and get better. In turn, you know, that high school coach may come to me and say, hey, coach, this summer and next fall, we really need her to work on this, because I think that's the relationship that is critical to the success of our players. But I've heard a lot of, you know, I've heard high school coaches say, oh, that select program, you know, you don't need to play select softball. They All they do is wear these kids out and hurt these kids and overuse injuries and, you know, select softball is not good for you. I, I guess I don't agree with that. You know, I, I look at our situation and You know, we get our players for three months in the summertime and then basically another three months in the fall, and we're fortunate. We have four pitchers on our staff, so I'm not throwing the same pitcher five games every weekend. If we do throw multiple games, the one good thing is 90% of the games we play in are time limit games, so we're not playing full seven-inning games every time out. We practice once, maybe twice a week when we're in season. But I see a h- lot of high school programs, they start practice in the fall, and they practice every d- day of the week during the fall. Now they have them playing high school fall ball one night a week, and they go all fall doing what they're doing. Now they come back in, in the spring, and as soon as school starts up in January, those athletes are in an athletics class So they're still doing softball things and then they're going to start practice and they'll practice every day. They'll play twice a week when they play tournaments, they're playing multiple games sometimes the conditions aren't very good. The weather fluctuates a lot here in the spring. So I'm not sure the wear and tear and overuse injuries are really all on the select softball side. You know, I'll watch the same girl throw a game on Tuesday night and then I'll watch her throw a game again on Friday night in high school. You know, I'll go out and watch high school tournaments and, and I'll watch a pitcher throw three games of the three or four that her team plays. And, and, and I'm not blaming it all on them. I think anytime we have players in, in, engaged in activity, we have to pay attention to the number of reps they're getting. May it be high school and, and select, or may it be a combination of the two. That's how overuse injuries occur is we put way too many reps on these players. So I think that neither side should blame the other for injuries. Another comment I hear a lot from the select ball side is, oh, their high school program's not very good. They don't even need to play high school ball. Well, I don't buy into that either because I think, and I tell our players, I want you to go out and be the best player on your team. I want you to go out and be a leader. I want this to be an opportunity for you to really work on your leadership skills. I want you to motivate your teammates around you and elevate the level of play of your team through that motivation and your work ethic. You need to be the leader. You need to make sure that everyone's getting quality reps and not wasting time at practice. Yeah, the coach has to do that too. But players still control that, right? Players can still control the quality of work at a practice. The coach leads it, but, but they're not fielding the ground balls and catching the fly balls or hitting or pitching. And so I think that no matter if it's a great high school program or an average high school program, I think our select players need to be a part of high school softball. They're representing their school. You know, they're playing with their friends, their classmates, you know, and yes, some programs are better than others, but that doesn't mean if I have a player that's on an average or below average high school program that I can't create some kind of direction for her that she can get something out of that high school season. And now again, another one of those situations where we've talked about is lack of communication. The high school coaches are setting their ways on their side. Select coaches are setting a way on our side. And we don't communicate back and forth about what we're doing, right? And then who gets caught in the middle? The player. And You know, the player just wants to play softball and the player wants to make both sides happy and they want to make their teammates happy and their families happy. You know, I think we really put our players in a bad situation when either side talks bad about the other, right? We want to make sure that we work to try to create a solid relationship between high school and select so that our players have an opportunity to succeed. Bottom line. If we're in this for the player, then we need to make sure that we're not doing things that distract or take away from that player. You know, I've heard some of my hitting students have come to me and they also play in our organization and they say, Coach, my high school coach says I need to change organizations because I'm never going to get recruited playing here. That that has nothing to do with the high school coach. All that statement is it it creates a negative environment for that player. You know, it's one of those things that, you know, again, we have to be aware of our communication And, and it's critical that we understand what we're saying is going to have an effect positive or negative on our players and on those around us and You know, on this subject, if high school coaches are only talking down select softball, that's, that's not a very good message. And on the flip side, if select coaches are talking down high school coaches, we're sending the same negative message from our side. And I hate the concept of sides anyway. You know, why can't we work together? Why can't we communicate together? Again, I'll use my third baseman for an example. You know, I I talked to her high school coach the other day, and, you know, we just started talking about her skill set. I said, you know, she's she's working on her backhand. She's getting better to that side. I saw improvement with that this fall. We still have room to to work on it and room to grow with it. And he said, yeah, Kevin. He said, I know. I've been seeing the same thing from her, and and we're working on it too. And, you know, hopefully she's going to get there. Well, if we're both working on the same thing with her, we're giving her an opportunity to get better. And hopefully, you know, she sees it as, well, it's not my high school coach that's smarter than my select coach or my select coach that's smarter than my high school coach. It's my high school coach and select coach are working together to help me be the best I can be. And I think that's... if we can get to a point where the majority of our players can develop that mindset and that opinion, then we can do a lot to do away with the wall or the divide between high school and select softball. So, you know, I I think it's important that, you know, I'm gonna talk to my coaches here very soon about, hey, let's not be stepping on the high school coaches' toes. They're in season, they're competing, Let's make sure we're supporting that and doing what we need to make sure that our players are going to be the best they can be for them, not be worn out, tired, or hurt because we're making them do a lot of work to prepare for the summer. Those players will will prepare. You know, they're going to high school practice every day. Well, you know, they're not working on what they need to work on. Well, then we need to communicate with our players. They need to know what work we expect them to do you know are we giving them some individual development work and individual development programs that we want them working on when they're not with us right or are we giving them concepts that they can use to be successful on the high school field so you know and then on on the flip side of that I would hope that high school coaches can look at their players that play for us and say, Hey, they're getting better over there. They're doing some good things and they're helping those kids get better. And, and we want our players to be a part of select softball, as long as they're in a program where they're developing them. And I know when they come back to me, they're going to have a better skill set and a better mindset about the game of softball. So. It's interesting, you know, we have a lot of topics that we talk about here on Talking Softball with Coach B, but, you know, this is one, it's it's that time of year, you know, we're getting into the spring, so this one is becoming a lot more evident and a lot more prevalent. We're hearing more about it. My goal and my hope would be that we find a way to narrow that gap, you know, and, and put away some of these opinions, right or wrong, but do a better job of preparing our players through both high school and select. And and again, like I said, I think we have to motivate our players to understand, go be the best you can be. Go be the best you can be for your high school team. You know, yes, we give you some concepts, might be a little bit different than what you get at high school, but I'm not going to tell you theirs are wrong, just because they're not what I teach. But I am going to tell you that take the information, learn from it, and and use all the information that you get to the best of your ability. So I'm hoping to watch some great high school softball this spring. I hope that everybody can have the success they want to be. But I really hope that everybody prioritizes the success of the athlete and the development of the athlete over continuing this this. Argument or this opinion of well our side's better than their side. we don't have to have sides. How about we all work together? You know we need to learn from our societal model a little bit. you know can we can we put put aside our differences and still create the best opportunity for everybody involved? So that's what I wanted to talk about today. You know, Again, I hope everybody has a great high school season. I hope everybody had a great holiday season and is really excited about 2022 and looking forward uh, to the spring and then getting back on the field in the summer. To me, that's our priority, is, is making sure that, that we create the best opportunity for our players to succeed. Well, that's it for today. I want to thank everyone for listening, and I hope you're enjoying Talking Softball with Coach B. I ask you to subscribe through your local podcast provider. You can also follow us on facebook.com slash talking softball. Gives you an opportunity to provide feedback and also provide any questions that you might want us to answer on an upcoming episode. This has been Talking Softball with Coach B, and I want to thank you for listening, and I hope everybody has a great day.